This is episode 207 of the Biz Women Rock podcast. Get ready for some fun. Hey, hey, what's going on? This is Katie Kermitzos. I'm your host of the Biz Women Rock podcast. This is the official podcast for the Biz Women Rock community. It features very real, very authentic stories from business women across all sorts of different industries, literally all over the globe, who are here to share about their very real business journeys with you so that we can all learn from them and really implement the lessons that they've learned and get inspired by the experiences that they've had. So welcome. So I have a very special announcement for you today, and this is literally just for you and the other people who are part of the Biz Women Rock community. Tomorrow, which is September 1st at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I am putting on a webinar completely free just for you, just for anyone who's part of the Biz Women Rock community to be able to share with you how to leverage Facebook groups for your business. Now, you know that I'm a huge Facebook groups lover. We have the Biz Women Rock Facebook group uh, uh, that is super, super active. We have over 2,500 women who are part of that group from all over the world. And I could not be more excited to be able to share with you how to start a group for your for yourself, how to grow it, and how to monetize it, how you could actually utilize the power of a group to be able to impact your business in very big ways. I'm very passionate about this. So tomorrow, September 1st, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All you have to do is go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash FBG sign up. That stands for Facebook group sign up, okay? bizwomenrock.com forward slash FBG. BG sign up. I will see you there. It's going to be awesome. Now you might be thinking, well, Katie, what if I'm not available at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time? It's okay. Go sign up. There's going to be a replay of it that I will make available exclusively for you if you did sign up, okay? So go there. Come on to the webinar with me tomorrow. We're going to have a blast. So if we had a Canadian version of Shark Tank and Shark Week on Biz Women Rock, just like we did not so long ago, <laughs> it would have to be called like the, you know, the Dragon's Den, who survived the Dragon's Den, because that Dragon's Den is the version of the Canadian's version of Shark Tank. And today, I just happened to be talking to Elaine Tancomo, who uh, was featured on the Dragon's Den, and it has had a major impact on her business. Now, Elaine's going to blow your mind. She is, uh, she was a school teacher and she was making really cool uh, visual tools to help her kids learn habits. Tons of mothers and fathers ended up asking her to do the same for their kids for home. She did. And what transpired from that is this amazing product called Easy Daisies. And during this conversation, we really go into um, how she kind of got Easy Daisies off the ground, uh, doing assembling everything from her kitchen table and trying to figure out how to get organized, how she used her teacher skill set to really organize herself because she had zero business experience before, and um, how what her experience was like getting on 
the Dragon's Den and, you know, what that was all about <laughs> and ultimately what the experience was like afterwards, what the impact of the investment that she did get from two of the dragons. I'm so used to saying sharks. Um, from two of the dragons, uh, one being Kevin O'Leary, who is also on that show in Canada. And towards the end, she really discusses what it's like being a mompreneur. She's very passionate and proud to be a mompreneur and has a very cool uh, vantage point about all of that. So for you, if you're a mother and you are running your own company or you're about to be a mother, just like me, and you're running your own company, um, just really awesome vantage point about what it's like to be a mom and be a business owner at the same time. So let's get rolling with Elaine. Elaine, what's going on, girl? Thank you so much for being on the show today. I am so honored to be here, Katie. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So after a very, very long pre-conversation, um, uh, talking mommies and babies and how to, you know, be a mompreneur and all that good stuff, um, I wanted to go ahead and get the recording software going so that everyone can get on, on this conversation that I think is really, really fascinating. Um, you created uh, a really awesome product called Easy Daisies, and I'm going to give you a second just to, you know, kind of briefly explain, explain exactly what that is. But the reason that you're on the show today is because I am so fascinated by um, the passion that has driven your business from total startup from your kitchen to going on to big shows like Dragon's Den, which is Canadian, the Canada version of Shark Tank and um, and beyond and being really somebody who is recognized and whose brand is recognized literally, um, definitely nationally, and, and I would even argue globally. So um, so thank you for being here. Let's start with, um, if you could just do a, a kind of a how you got started and then do a brief exp- explanation as to what Easy Daisies actually is. I would be honored. Well, Easy Daisies um, started as <clears throat> a product when I was a school teacher. Uh, it was not a product, I apologize. I was a classroom teacher, mostly teaching grade two and three, and I had so many parents, <coughs> pardon me, I had so many parents ask me to create uh, something to help their kids get out the door faster in the morning, something like what I had made in the front of my classroom. And what you'll see in most elementary school classrooms, and I think you're, you're, you had mentioned that your sisters are teachers, mm-hmm. the visual shape of the day so that kids can see that when they come in in the morning, they're going to start their desk work and then apply a science. And uh, they might have recess and then math and so on. And so we, as classroom teachers, have this to help our kids just feel less anxious and just cooperate better. And so I started making these for parents in my classroom just to help their kids um, understand the morning routine and become more independent at home and actually get out the door faster in the morning. And I had parents ask me to make specific ones, like getting out of soccer clothes and into the bathtub right after (laughs) That's and good. I would buy every single illustration, simple enough, so that my kids, my students, um, would understand their day and and be cooperative and successful. And so after making them for years and years for free, because parents kept asking me, I thought, you know, maybe there's a product here. And I started thinking about it, actually, when I was pregnant with um, my second child, and and it's always a thought. And then I started researching to see if there was a product out there that was uh, similar. And usually, because if there's an idea, it most likely has happened. But there was no other product out there that was a visual routine. 
And so I saved up. I, I looked at how I could make it into a, a product. I did a prototype. And I, I did extra tutoring. And I sold craft at craft fairs. And I saved up that first $1,400 that I needed to make my first batch of product. And I actually launched my first product uh, two days after my third baby was born. Oh, my goodness. Because that baby... <laughs> Two Um, days, girl? Come on. You don't even give yourself a rest? (laughs) Oh, good. By that third child. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You know the routine already. (laughs) (laughs) And so I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. And and it was funny. I had a launch party all planned. I had 100 invitations printed out. And it was at the hospital. My husband brought my invitations to me. He's like, um, he has... I think you should look at your invitations. And I said, sure. I'm like, oh, they're beautiful. (laughs) And he's like, well, you kind of forgot something. And I'm like, what? And he said that I didn't put uh, a location for where this (laughs) event was going to happen. And I I sent out a bunch of these invitations with no location, just a date and a time, and that's all. (laughs) So I looked at my husband and I said, well, if they really want to come, they'll call us. <laughs> and it was an awesome launch party. And we actually sold out of our product in, within a month. Oh and I had um, more than enough to start another batch. And it somehow became viral. And it then uh, became the number one back-to-school must-have in, in Parents Magazine here in Canada. And, and in other... Uh, social media um, outlets, it just went awesomely berserk, and and then I started making more and more, and uh, retail stores started calling me, asking if they could carry in their stores, and so we kept making them off our kitchen table, and um, then we went from two stores carrying it to 20-something stores to 67 stores to... Um, it's now in about 1,500 store locations across North America. Wow. And we're talking Staples, Barnes & Nobles, and, like, specific teacher stores, too, right? Yes, and, and uh, toy stores as well. And it's been a huge learning curve and a, a huge blessing along the way, but a lot of sleepless nights and, <laughs> and a lot of product in our little house. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of really interesting points that I want to dig into there. So, um, you know, the first is that, okay, you had this, you had this like launch party. I'm sitting here thinking in my mind, I'm just imagining everyone showing up to the hospital two days after you've had your baby for the launch party. I'm assuming that that didn't happen. I'm assuming you had it at your home of some sort, right? (laughs) In our house. Okay. uh, A new five-year-old, I think she just turned five. My son was not yet two years old, and I had a newborn that was sitting in one of those bouncy things, and as I spoke and presented, I used my foot to rock the baby. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> so, you know, so you, you're you launching this. Um, what kind of thing, and you kind of mentioned this off the cuff, like, okay, yeah, we sort of went viral, and then it was just like crazy. Why do you think that happened? Like, what were you doing anything? Like, were you on social media? Were you posting anything? Were you taking pictures of stuff? Was there anything that you were actively doing that contributed to this viral nature of 
you know, your product that eventually got you into, you know, Parent Magazine? Or was it literally just people who had bought it who were now talking about it? What, what, do you, what happened there? Um, in the very beginning, I was not on social media at all. I don't think Facebook really um, existed <laughs> at that point as um, outside of, of course, the university where it was very alive. Um, but I, my husband, who uh, is a photographer, he made my very first ever website, which I still currently use today, and um, it it was nothing but just a huge blessing that somehow major media uh, platforms, I guess they searched around and uh, it was near back to school and they they started talking about Easy Daisies, a product that they called a number one tool for for um, uh, kids' planners and for kids to have less anxiety. And it just somehow kept spreading that way. And I was just really, it was one of those moments where you just felt, wow, thank you. And you don't know where it came from. And and um, the most important part when that does happen in a, a business is to, to be grateful and to get back on and, and to acknowledge those uh, forms um, platforms that have uh, talked about your product and you go on. And, and I think that's when I started becoming active in social media. Wow. And, um, and I think, yeah, that's just, it was just being very fortunate and blessed at that point. So I didn't what, know how to. <laughs> yeah, what kind yeah. of um, like what kind of different systemization elements were you putting into place? And and I do want to get kind of specific here, like um, that helped you get along. And I know still to this day, you still you know put everything together on your kitchen table, which is super cool. But in in the beginning, what kind of um, systems did you have in place to kind of help you run everything appropriately? I think I, because I didn't have a single business course under my belt, I, I actually went by what I do as a classroom teacher and as a mom, and, and organization is very important to me. And I think that planning is very essential for any business. And um, I think you need to lay up all your steps because you can't just jump in and, and spread out um in all areas, otherwise you're just really shallow in every uh, aspect of your business. I think foundation and deep roots are, are very important. When I talk to other entrepreneurs uh, and new entrepreneurs, I always say, you know, you, you need to start small. And, you know, whether it's, you know, walking into a local store and saying, hey, I have created this product and I would love to try it on consignment in your store because then it's no risk to that person, but they'll still make money and it will benefit you and you will learn, 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 learn from from that experience alone. And, you know, I think as women, we, we take things very personally, especially if we created it because we are attached to it and we right. feel like it's, it's, it's us that is being criticized, it's me that's being criticized. And it's really hard to disconnect ourselves and say, no, when someone is, is giving a, a the criticism of our business or our service or our product, we have to value it and appreciate it because when someone takes the time to write to you or email you or call you and say, hey, this broke or this didn't work or, or whatever, I, I always say, say thank you because 
they're telling you. And I'd rather them tell you than just go out and and tell everybody else that you didn't get to help and fix that problem or make your service or product better. Right. And um, as for systems, um, I, I always believe that you need to start small. And and I had no formal training for being a manufacturer, a sales rep, a, ma- a marketer, a receivables, or shipper, and all those things fall onto your lap when you're an entrepreneur, especially when you're making a product. And I quickly learned that it is a lot of hats. And I thought, how am I going to reach out to all these stores from our home phone with three young babies? <laughs> um, I thought, no, there's got to be a place all these stores go to. And so I discovered... Uh, a, a toy trade show in Canada, and I, I thought, okay, this is going to be expensive. And you know, Google is my best friend, and and I, I say to women who write to me who say, you know, I don't have time to do the research. I tell them this is that's the easy part. Yeah. Doing the research yeah. is the easy. And um, I apologize if I'm jumping ahead, but I, I know that. Um, there's always two things that I say when people ask for advice on, on creating a new product or a service. Is the first one is you want to do the research and make sure that your good idea doesn't already exist. Right. Because if it is a good idea, it most likely does. And there's nothing wrong with it existing because you can always make something better. But definitely do the research. And the second thing is actually more important than the first um, comment is if you can answer the question of, does your product or service solve a problem? Um, if it does, that you're absolutely on the right track because that is going to, to, to make your business or product a success. If it can solve a problem, an existing problem, because sometimes selling something because it's cute can only go so far. Right. As much as I love buying things myself, and I'll probably buy it in two different colors because it's so cute. <laughs> but if it solves a problem, that is awesome. So <clears throat> I always ask people to ask, how does their product or service uh, fulfill a need or solve a problem? And and Easy Daisies was born to, to help kids have easier days, and that's why it's called Easy Daisies. And uh, what it is, is basically a, a visual daily routine so it's a step-by-step to help kids to uh, just feel more confident with their day, to be less anxious because we can visually predict what is going to happen next. So it's making a, an event transition much smoother than without, if that makes sense. I got to say that I just love this. Like, I want you to create them for for uh, adults because I am a very visual person. And even though my, this is like a to-do list for kids and it's a very easy, you know, um, fun to look at, really, you know, like interactive type of a to-do list. And I was as I was researching, I was like, oh, my God, I need one of these like with my own little to-do list items on my wall because then I could move them and make them make me feel like they're all done. <laughs> but it's just I mean, it's it's such a phenomenal tool. So um, so I'm really interested about your experience on Dragon's Den. So um, I, I want to know, first and foremost, did you were you proactive about getting on the show or did they call you to get on it? Thank you for asking. I just want to touch on your comment about it being for adults. I actually have families who buy it for their senior uh, grandparents who See? are going through memory issues <laughs> like dementia, Alzheimer's, and I'm in the process of creating one for, for adults with memory loss issues. So 
thank you for taking yeah. that. I'm validating for you that for you. And and I would imagine that there are plenty of other, you know, at least women entrepreneurs, I feel like I can talk for a little bit, which is like, yeah, like having a very real, visible, cool tool type of a uh, type of a, uh, uh, a to-do list uh, that's like that is super cool to get, you know, into the routine of things. I just, I love that. I think it's such a cool tool. So it's just teaching kids life habits. So yep. They're getting it done. Yep. But as for Dragon's Den, when I did my first toy trade show, I had a lot of retailers who kept saying, girl, you can't keep doing this off your kitchen table. (laughs) And I had one lady take me by the hand, and she said, Elaine, she goes, can you make me 8,000 units? And, you know, I knew in my head that (laughs) that was going to be crazy, but I didn't want to say no. So I looked at her, and I said, absolutely. I said, well, I did make 2,500 units off my table last year, so it might take me a while. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so she said, honey, you need to go on that show called Dragon's Den, which was filmed in, it's filmed in Toronto, and I live on the other end of the country in, in, in British Columbia. And so it was funny when we got home, um, my husband just Googled Dragon's Den for fun, and he turned and he looked at me, he said, Elaine, he goes, Dragon's Den's here on Saturday. No way. What? And so it was kind of a now or never moment, and I remember I had to work at my, uh, my wonderful in-law's uh, camera store that day because I was going to help out with their scrapbooking event. So I wasn't going to tell anybody I was going to go to this audition, but I had to tell them because I had to get out of working. <laughs> <laughs> and so I um, I didn't tell many people. And it was just an audition, but in my head I thought it was going to be like American Idol. I thought you know, have to line up around the block. Right. But nope, I was number seven. <laughs> wow. And it was funny. I remember going to this building, and I thought... Uh, BBC would be there because that's the show, and there wasn't anyone there yet, and the the auditioners kept pouring in, and so I went into teacher mode, and I got some paper that I found, and I ripped it up and wrote numbers out to give out to everybody, (laughs) (laughs) because I'm such an organizational freak. (laughs) That's funny. And so uh, people thought I worked for CBC or Dragonstone, and I said, no, I'm, I'm number seven, and so um, I remember I was incredibly nervous. And it was in front of producers, not not the five savvy investors, but in front of producers. And I had my daughter with me, my seven-year-old daughter, and my husband. And I was the one who's going to do the talking. And I will say that auditioning or preparing to go on such shows as Shark Tank and Dragon's Den is the number one crash course in business 101. Because you need to get your act together. You need to create a business plan. If you've never created a business plan before and you have a business, I think you need to pause and and Google what a business plan is and create one. And you need to know your numbers. And I also knew that I needed to nail my pitch in 60 seconds or less. Right. And <laughs> so it's take an elevator pitch but divide it by two <laughs> and, and nail it. And I remember, okay, practicing it, practicing and practicing um, what I was going to say. And um, I get in front of these producers already with product in hand. And uh, the producers probably cut me off after five seconds of talking. You're kidding me. And just bombarded me with, nope, question after question after harsh question. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I did awful. And... um, but I was able to answer every question. But uh, they, the producers told the 
everyone that they were starting their six weeks of nationwide auditions, and they would only be phoning uh, the about uh, 260 people to invite wow. to the taping of their show in a few months from then. And they would be auditioning thousands and thousands and thousands, but they would call about 260. And six weeks went by, and I thought I absolutely um, let my in-laws down because they loved that show. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get a phone call six weeks later. And we were assigned an, a wonderful producer, and she uh, said, hey, come and bring the kids. And I thought, oh, dear. I said, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old, a four-year-old, and a seven-and-a-half-year-old, and you want them to come on this show? And she said, you know, Elaine, she goes, it's a TV show, not a boardroom, so bring them, bring them, bring the kids on. And I remember we flew out there, and uh, we were taping at 6.30 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time, which was 3.30 in the morning for my kids. Oh, my goodness. And it was, uh, we were all sick with bronchitis, <laughs> except for my oldest, my seven-and-a-half-year-old, and I remember practicing, and I coughed right through it, and I couldn't talk. And it was, uh, but, you know, you, you go and you get it done. And I remember talking to a gentleman who was taping, who had taped before us, and he said, you know, Elaine, he was, you know, you have to cross this bridge. If you ever watch the show, you have to cross a bridge, and then you come down these stairs into the den. And he was, it's like a, a no point of return, because when you start walking, he was, uh, they are taping. And you sign your life away, because they own the footage of every square tape of, square inch of that taping of that uh, show, right. and it says, you know, it could be used to ruin your reputation or the reputation of your company, and you say, sure, and you sign it. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Let's go. But uh, he said, he said, there's a countdown. He said, the, the producer will tap you on the show, on, uh, sorry, the crew standing with you at the top of that bridge will t- count down from 10 to 0 and tap you on the shoulder, and when he's, he or she says, go, you go. And he said the only thing you can compare that countdown to is sitting in the electric chair. <laughs> oh, my thought, gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> nice comparison. Pep- mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we were told we'd have any time, anywhere between five minutes and 45 minutes in front of the, the dragons. And we were in front of them for about 48 minutes. Wow. And uh, it was crazy. Um, when we got there, actually, my... No one knew this, but my little two-and-a-half-year-old, she actually threw up all over the floor. Oh. It was awesome. <laughs> what you don't <laughs> but, see you know, on the show. <laughs> I think all the crews took three steps back and thought, this is worse than a dog. <laughs> and, and I got down on my hands and knees. I wiped it all up, and I said, it can only get better. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, from, Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So did so you? It, uh, so did you end up getting a deal? And um, and what was sort of the back and forth? That, like what ended up happening? Uh, thank you for asking. You know, you go on and you think you, you have no idea what's going to happen because when you watch that show, it's, it's definitely not called the nice people show, <laughs> and, and you have to be ready for anything because when you go on Dragon's Den, but it's the first time. Like, when you stand in front of those investors, it's the first time they ever see you. They've right. never heard of your business or company or anything about you. 
So you are just going in cold. And um, we, my husband and I definitely did our research about each of the investors. We, we knew who we'd love to have on board. I mean, it would have been a blessing to have any of those five. And we actually were able to incite a bidding war between all five of them which I was told is really rare. That is a rarity. And uh, and uh, we chose two of them to be our partners. And uh, we were also told that um, very few deals that happen on air actually happen yeah. after the fact. Uh, yep. When, once they do due diligence and once you end up, like, talking stuff out, you never – like, a lot of them end up getting dropped. That's right. Yes. As I say, as low as under 5% of the deals. Wow. That you see happen on air happen, and so we actually chose uh, two of them. Uh, Who did you Jim choose? Trilliving. Uh, uh, Jim Trilliving. He is an amazing man who is an amazing success story in his own right. Uh, he is the owner of several chains, including Mr. Loop, to Boston Pizza franchises, huh. and uh, and many, many, many other businesses. But he has an amazing story himself. And the other gentleman we chose was uh, Mr. Wonderful, Kevin uh-huh. O'Leary, yeah. um, who is on Shark Tank. And um, is yes, he calls himself Mr. Wonderful on that show as well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, he's an amazing... So he what, created what, a, Sorry, go uh, ahead. He created a children's product, a, a yeah. software reading program out of his basement that he sold for just under $4 billion. Wow. So... Yes. What I'm really curious to know is like the aftermath, right? Because not only have you now secured two investors who can help infuse your your company with the capital that it needs to be able to really produce the demand that's happening out there, but now you have nationwide eyes on you. You have a heck of a lot of people who saw the show who are now going to your website. So what happened in the aftermath and um, and how has it all shaken out, meaning you know, like, was there a lot of attention on your website now? What, you know, what did sales do? Um, how have you incorporated the attention and the notoriety, the notoriety and also the investments into your company? Um, well, it was, uh, it was an amazing experience and a huge blessing and to, to even go through that. And a lot of people who go, who try to be on that show and who go on that show do it because of the exposure, not necessarily getting a deal. And but you have to be respectful of those investors on that show because I I think they know that. And, right. And um, so being fully respectful of them. And when we went on the show, it wasn't because we wanted money, but just just knowing um, how to get to the next level. And my company is very small, and we we were actually the first deal to sign through in season six on that show. Um, we we just wanted to know how to take it to the next level. But because my company is small, um, our investors are not proactive in our company, but they are proactive in their own ways. And I, I'm very grateful. Like, I, I don't know sometimes how they share about Easy Daisies, but I find out from other people or sharing, uh, people who share it on social media that Kevin O'Leary just shared about Easy Daisies four times on on a news program that he was on nationwide right. or that they both recently just put out uh, new books that they've written and Easy Daisies is in both of those books and all of that is a blessing because it's, 
they're kindly marketing Easy Daisies as well, and I appreciate that. Uh, But they aren't sitting at my kitchen table with me, and that's okay, (laughs) and I'm okay with that. I get it. So it's a a huge learning curve. But when we take the show, we were told also that just because you're invited to the taping of a show, it does not necessarily air. So if they invite 260 uh, pictures for the show, maybe about 180 of them will air on television. So you kind of hope that you make that cut. And even if you get a deal, they tell you that it might not air if it's not made for television. So we just kind of hoped. And um, we were very lucky to get on air. And and um, they told us that usually they'll call you about uh, a week before or two weeks before you air so that you can have a little viewing party and whatnot. But I got a call about a month ahead because uh, two of the dragons were actually coming to my city, and they were doing uh, an interview at uh, a university, uh, at SFU, which is a, a big university out here, mm-hmm. actually invited me to come and be on that panel with them. Oh, cool. That she was telling me this because it's actually going to be the night before our show will actually air on television. And so we were really, really excited, and... and uh, and so it was just really amazing to be part of that panel and also to to have that opportunity to air on um, the number one watch show on CBC. And um, we were told by the producers to keep track of our website traffic and sales. And so we we let our, uh, our provider on our website have a heads up so that our website wouldn't crash. And we... We started noticing hits on our website um, move across the country as it aired according to the time zones. And we saw the <laughs> sales roll in across uh, the country. And it was amazing um, to, to just watch as, as I, I don't know how people watch television and have their social media on their lap live <laughs> because we at one point had 12 new hits per second wow. on our website. Wow. And it was incredible. And it was amazing to watch orders come in province by province as they rolled in. It was like watching a, a flood just uh, fully wipe over the, the country. Right. And it was crazy. And I think it took me six weeks after to, to fulfill all the shipments. Wow. And we had Canada Post uh, call us and tell us that they'd like to set up an office in my house because wow. we were the number one small packer outside of my town. That's in awesome. my town. <laughs> that is awesome. And, it, and uh, yeah, it was uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. So, you know, um, I want to I want to conclude this conversation. I want to make sure that we really talk about your kind of viewpoint about being a mompreneur and being a woman who runs a business and is a mom and is a wife. And, um, you know, it's a common thing on this show for me to ask about how the entrepreneur, you know, how my guest actually manages everything. Um, And you have a really unique vantage point of that. So can you talk a little bit about how you are managing? Like, you know, in the beginning, you were working, you were still a teacher, you were doing this in the, you know, in the late, late night hours, you were being awesome mom, great wife. And now, you know, the company has scaled and continues to grow. How are you managing all of that? 
thank you for asking. I think when it comes to balance, I always say that balance is about your priorities. And because multi, I don't think there is such a thing as multitasking. Right. At least I lost that ability. But I think it is about, uh, about prioritizing. And I do call myself a mompreneur. And the reason I call myself that is because I, I consider myself a mom first. When I launched Easy Daisies, I made that choice because I wanted to be at home with my children, and I still wanted to to contribute to society and to bring an income in. and 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 having Easy Daisies is a blessing because I I'm really blessed to to see emails come in about how moms are sharing that Easy Daisies helps their children with autism to um, to thrive without a visual routine or a mom was pregnant with her fourth saying that they're able to sleep in 20 minutes more each morning because of easy daisies. <laughs> and, but with my kids, I, I want them to remember that I am there first for them and, and for them to not be grown up saying, oh, yeah, mom was never there because she was always at trade shows and this and that. And it isn't to say that I'm not doing trade shows, but I want them to see me at their school concert and find my face in that audience knowing that I was there for them, that I take the time to come to their field trip or read with them in the, in their classroom in the mornings, even if it means losing a, a deal or possibly missing a very important meeting. I think that people uh, respect choices that you make when you put your family first. Whether they decide to work with you is another um another dilemma, but, but I think that most of the times when I have said I, I, I need to reschedule because I have to be at my son's concert or I need to reschedule, I've always received amazing, an amazing response and have built amazing partnerships based on those choices. And I think that when you prioritize your family first, I I think that uh, the rewards are seen because your kids are happy. And when your business is successful as a side effect, that's a huge bonus and a blessing. Yeah, I love that. Well, Elena, I just want to thank you so much for being here and for sharing about your story. Big congratulations on your successes. And I have no, no doubt that you're continuing to skyrocket from here. So thank you so much. I'm honored. So thank you for your time. Thank you. bizwomenrock.com forward slash 207 is where you'll find all the show notes for this interview. Uh, Go there to make sure you get direct access to her website as well as just a cool little synopsis of what this is all about. She's just got the coolest product and I wasn't kidding about having that to, you know, establish really good habits for entrepreneurs because, you know, like we eat, it's not even just our to-do list like I had said during the, the conversation. It really is for great habits and as you and I are continuing to aspire for great things. It's just about habituating really quality actions in our lives. So I'm telling you, she's got a huge market there. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so just a cool little thing that she just kind of mentioned off the cuff that I thought was really interesting was uh, the idea of going into stores. If you have a product and you think it's appropriate to, you know, bring into stores that you have in your neighborhood, um, going in and just offering it to them and saying, hey, I'd like to see how this goes and put it on consignment so that they have no skin in the game uh, except the shelf space. And, you know, you can kind of see what it's all about. And she was so adamant. She's like, you will learn so much. So I just totally appreciated her attitude of 
trying stuff, learning, putting yourself out there and learning along the way. Huge, huge takeaway. So hope you really enjoyed this conversation today. And don't forget to subscribe to the Biz Women Rock podcast so you can get these shows as soon as they come out every Monday and Wednesday. I hope you have an awesome day. I'll see you on the next show. Bye.